Well, today we got to run our second round of attack ads against each other. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if it swayed anybody's opinion. And I'm not even sure what they were voting for. Uh, there's still, again, we leave with more questions than answers. 100%. We had that. We had Mike Bryant swinging through studio with somebody who uh, maybe was in the wrong, but ended up getting fired. Now they want to know if they can sue. And we checked in with Savannah, who was going deer hunting over the weekend with her vegan boyfriend. That one, I was happy about that one. I was too. And it's all coming up right now on the podcast. Kelly and Wood. It is time for you to make a choice. Come on. Who would you vote for, Kelly or Wood? That's the simple question on the table right now. It is the midterm elections, and it's time that we hashed out our election. Because everyone gets sick and tired of hearing these commercials all the time. Right. But, and they don't work, right? Like, attack ads don't work, or do they? I can't imagine they do. Will my attack ad against you work? Will your attack ad against me sway anybody's decision on who they like better on the show? I'm very proud of what I put together for you. Because uh, I'm not going to lie to you. Once I got into that closet of yours, <laughs> skeletons everywhere. You dug deep. Now, I'm going to ask you, hold your votes until you hear both attack ads. We don't need any more uninformed voters. I vote for Kelly from Kyle. How dare you? Thank you, Kyle. Erroneous. Uh, that out. one counts, though. I will take that Throw one. It it's a little bit early. All right. So here is Wood's negative attack ad against me. Kelly Jordan has been caught hunting without a license. In three years, I've killed three deer on my way to work. <laughs> he is even willing to steal from children for his own selfish desires. I was super drunk, but I wanted to get home, so I stole my friend's little sister's bike, and I ended up sideswiping a parked car on the way home with it. <laughs> he talks about education, but he has been banned from sporting events for his actions as a mascot. The crowd was booing me, and my brain just went haywire, so I started motioning to the crowd like I was going to town on myself. Kelly Jordan has no grip on reality. I was going to text you, but I'm pretty sure they're reading my text. I know I'm on China's radar. He is a self-admitted conspiracy theorist. Dude, I keep my aluminum foil hat on. Yeah, I'm going to do a DNA test and send my DNA into the internet. Kelly Jordan is a mess. Vote for Wood. (laughs) I'm Wood, and I support this message. Take it out of context. Every bit of it true and in context. Take it, no, yeah, well, okay, every bit of it true, <laughs> but I'm not a conspiracy theorist. Like, I I, but I, I do enjoy a good conspiracy theory. Mm-hmm. I can't help that. Yeah, you have slaughtered more deer than God knows what. <laughs> I, all of it stands up. <laughs> what about the stealing? Hey, I, I took my friend's sister's bike. Stole. Because I had been drinking and I needed to get home. Fair enough. I, I rode a bike. Yes, I happened to sideswipe a parked car. Mm-hmm. But that, that poor was, little kid got up and her little pink rider was gone. That had to be 20 years ago, though. Mm. I mean, is there, no, politics. is there no statute of limitations? In politics, absolutely not. Somebody wants to vote already. I thought you guys were going to wait till the end. You already made a decision? I got to go with Wood. Yeah, Dang. baby. I knew it. Power. Yeah. Why do I even come in here in the morning? I'm corrupts. <laughs> Why do you choose Wood? I don't know. He, I don't know. Typical uninformed voter. I love both of you. <laughs> hey, thank you, Brooklyn. I, thank you. All right, well, you haven't heard my side of the story yet. Don't need you, to. You haven't heard my attack ad against Wood. My mind's made up. <laughs> which we will hear coming up next. Kelly and Wood. All right, negative attack ad season is actually about to come to a close. So you won't even have to hear them anymore. Thank God. But... Wood and I decided, let's see if we can sway your opinion about either one of us based on negative attack hits. I think we should play yours back again against me. I can definitely so hear we can <laughs> So we can keep them in context. Because when I drop mine on you, all the votes are going to sway my Stop. way. Stop. Are you ready? So this was Wood's negative attack ad against me. It's quick. Kelly Jordan has been caught hunting without a license. In three years, I've killed three deer on my way to work. He is even willing to steal from children for his own selfish desires. I was super drunk, but I wanted to get home, so I stole my friend's little sister's bike, and I ended up sideswiping a parked car on the way home with it. He (laughs) talks about education, but he has been banned from sporting events for his actions as a mascot. The crowd was booing me, and my brain just went haywire, so I started motioning to the crowd like I was going to town on myself. Kelly Jordan has no grip on reality. I was going to text you, but I'm pretty sure they're reading my text. I know I'm on China's radar. He is a self-admitted conspiracy theorist. Dude, I keep my aluminum foil hat on. Yeah, I'm going to do a DNA test and send my DNA into the internet. Kelly Jordan is a mess. Vote for Wood. I'm Wood, and I support this message.
You know what you're going to do? You're going to keep me from sharing anything with you on the air anymore. Good. If you're just going to throw it back in my face like that. Thank God. A lot of votes coming in for Wood already. Listen, you guys haven't heard my negative attack ad. Get ready to change your mind. Here is my negative attack ad against Wood. Wood pretends to be all for the people. But he would turn his back on you in a time of crisis. I would for sure fight in a war, but if things started going against my side, yeah, I'd probably change teams. Wood says he cares about people, but only if you agree with him. You're an idiot for bringing that up, and anyone who texts in and agrees with you is an idiot too. His health continues to decline. I wasn't having a heart attack, it was actually just a gigantic buildup of gas in my chest cavity. But that's not his only problem. It was uh, brucitis in my heel this morning. I think I got a touch of the gout going on today. Don't forget, Vertigo awareness. And the doctor says I got Raynaud's syndrome in my fingers. He doesn't care if your neighborhoods are safe. I'm just saying, before I die, I want to be a part of one riot, not at the front getting, like, gassed. I just want to, like, flip a car and set something on fire. Woods gambling is out of control. You want him in charge of your money? Last one was supposed to be a sure thing, but if I lose this one, I don't know how we're going to eat dinner. Wood is all wrong for everything. Vote for Kelly. I'm Kelly Jordan, and I approve this message. Wow. Tell me tell me that that's all clips of you talking. None of that was doctored up by me. First of all, every single bit of that was true. <laughs> I'm not proud of it, but I stand by it in my convictions. The health thing is what gets me, dude. Your health problems are just staggering. That's HIPAA violation. You better watch it. Well, stop telling me that. Neither one of us is going to share anything on the air anymore because it's going to come back to haunt us I'm, next, next political season. Yeah. I'm, I'm, tr- I'm honestly trying to look for a hole in all this. <laughs> all right. Let's do this. All right. We have a and little... again, I want to be part of like a sports riot. All right. right? Yeah. yeah we nothing serious. Well, right. Hey, look, I'm just, I'm using your words, Wood. I'm just using your words. It's pretty bad. Let's do this. Let's take some votes right now because mm-hmm. we actually have a little bit of extra time this morning. Let's, <laughs> what are you laughing at? Uh, people texting in. I don't want to vote for either one of you. Okay. I'd vote for Jake Judd. Wood all the way. Wood all the way. Still Wood. Kelly, Kelly, Kelly in all caps. But look, someone's saying Kelly's too arrogant. Arrogant? Oh, yeah. How am I arrogant? You got, yeah, Neil, I've never been arrogant in my entire life about anything. Neil, I would like to do a writing candidate. Neil, Neil <laughs> votes for himself. All right, let's do this. Let's tally up the votes and see, based on our negative attack ads, who would win in an election right now. Kelly and Wood. All right, if you missed the negative attack ads that we played against each other this morning, you can get them on the podcast. Just search Kelly and Wood wherever you get your podcast, or text in the word podcast right now, and we'll shoot you back a link. You can get set up there. Very simple. But sitting here counting the votes, mm-hmm. I, I don't know, Wood. Who do you think's in the lead? I think I'd have you by a little bit. I, I, it figures. But, you know. You know what? I'll leave. Here's the deal. I'll leave. I don't want the pressure. I told you I always want to be vice president. Yeah. I want to be I want to be vice president. You can be president, you can take the heat, and I can just simmer on into the back and just do nothing. Someone says going after your illnesses was a low blow and that's why they're voting for you. Thank you. So my attack ad actually worked against me. Wouldn't it be cool if that actually worked? Yeah. If that's how it actually went down in politics. Kelly had my vote. Mm-hmm. He is aloof. At times, Ooh. but he would be more for the people. Yeah, Wood sometimes just looks out for himself. Oh, without a doubt. That is a very astute observation, Brittany. I would rule with an iron fist and smash all my opponents <laughs> and anyone against me. <laughs> you know that going in. Yeah. Uh, I Am I aloof at times? Uh, a lot I'm, lear- of- I'm learning so much about myself. A lot of people texting in Zenzen. That could be Zenzen. That's probably his mom. That's Zenzen's mom. Someone texted in AJ, intern AJ, as a write-in. Somebody used uh, Bob Layton's joke. If it's between Kelly and Wood, I choose and. Jake Judd picking up a couple votes. The good thing is you and I are fairly neck and neck. I assume that you would win. People like you better. I totally get it. Now the votes, now the pity votes are coming in for Kelly here. Why do you think I'm doing this? There it is. You know what? Nobody likes me. That's why you should be president. I'm just, you know... I'm just here to help Wood out, become the biggest person he can be. And then people who need to be smashed in the background, that's where I come through <laughs> with unquestioned power. Kelly and Wood. When we talked to Savannah on Friday, she was going on a hunting excursion with her family who loves hunting. It's a religion to them. Mm-hmm. And she was going to bring her boyfriend who happens to be a vegan. Hello. <laughs> we got Savannah back on the phone with us right now. Savannah, how's it going? Good. How are you guys? Fantastic. Well, we are all waiting with bated breath to hear how this weekend went. I have good news. It actually went really well. Awesome. Um, Very cool. Thanks to a few libations. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I kind of have a story for you guys. So we we got there and um, 
we, you know, went out for the hunt and nothing was really said about him being a vegan. And we didn't really even tell my family. And then that night, um, like Friday night, um, we ended up, you know, having some beers at the cabin and, you know, having a few too many. And um, I actually got my boyfriend to try some meat. Oh, my <laughs> God. What the heck? Now, <laughs> did you say it was a health reason thing for him? Did you murder him? Right. I didn't know he was fine. I mean, I think that he had a little hangover from the beer, but I think that the meat was just fine. Um, when we were, like, sitting around and talking and stuff, like, we did, you know, end up telling my family that, you know, typically he's a vegan, and so they kind of just, you know, best-case scenario, and it talks about last week, is just they were joking around with him, and um, they really liked him, and, you know, surprisingly, they hit it off really well, so it was good. That's awesome. Now, is he going to continue yeah. to eat meat, or is this only when he gets a drunk? Like, you know that girl who only smokes when she gets drunk? <laughs> yep. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I think so. I think um, I think it's just going to be a, a once every now and then kind of thing, because he still really wants kind of the vegan lifestyle for his diet, but... Um, I just, I don't know, it, it felt good that he kind of loosened up and was able to just kind of um, to do that for me and for my family just to kind of, um, I don't know, be more of a part of everything. So yeah. it went really well. So, But he can't call himself a vegan anymore. Well, I mean, he will to his friends who think he's a vegan. Oh, he's going to keep it on the down low. <laughs> he's like me when I drink. I do it secretly in the garage where no one can see me. We all know, though. He's going to have some beef sticks out there. <laughs> exactly. It's like the closeted smoker. <laughs> right. I think you got. I think you got a keeper. I mean, the the fact that he was willing to go do this and everyone seemed to get along. I think that's that's really cool. Yeah, yeah. I think continues on, and you know, who knows. If he ever tries a brat, who man. kitty bar the door, it'll be over. <laughs> yeah. So that's so cool, man. So now he's now he's like in the fold of your family, man. He is. Yep. Yep. So far, so good. So I've got my permission to move on with him. <laughs> oh, we got a good one here. Yeah, that is so funny. That's a cool story. Well, Savannah, thank you so much for being on with us. Thank you for letting us be a part of this whole hunting weekend. I think I was set up. That's what we have up today in Better Call Brian as we are joined by Mike Bryant from the law offices of Bradshaw and Bryant. Now, this is interesting. We're going to ask Brian Zinzin, our HR guy, about this one, but I wanted to talk to you about this first. A listener sent this in. Now, here's the deal. They have been let go from their job because they failed a drug test. They believe that a brownie that they stole from a coworker was laced with marijuana and then that coworker narked them out to be drug tested at work and failed their drug test. Now they say they don't partake, and this is the only way that they could have tested positive. He wants to know if A, he can get that person fired, and B, more importantly for you, can he sue anybody over this? Okay. Um, couple things there. Okay, first, on the blood tests, they 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 break those blood tests down, particularly with marijuana, on the amount of level of THC in it. So mm-hmm. you can tell generally from the amount of THC if it's recent or if it's distant. There are metabolic uh, parts to it. So that would be first thing, is what did the test actually show to mm-hmm. see whether or not it was the brownie they just ate or something else. So that'd be the first thing. Second thing is, is it, it it's almost akin to like when someone is getting someone's coming to their house all the time so they set up a shotgun and the person comes in and they get shot and then they get sued because they killed the person who came in the court would look at it and say was it reasonable in the sense of you know did the person overreact for what was happening i would believe the first co-worker is mad because he keeps stealing his brownies maybe because he likes his pot brownies <laughs> and um you know they keep stealing his brownies so he's doing something and you get now the last thing in here is when you go to court you're supposed to have clean hands so the problem of you stealing the brownie is probably going to be the thing that is most jurors when they look at it may get to court or it may actually get to a jury, but it may be something a jury would look at and say, "Yeah, but you stole it, so right. you got what you got." Oh man, you know. So there's so, a, it's it's a it, there's a lot there. Um, you know, it depends on the job, depend on other issues on why you lost it, what your damages are. Mm-hmm. I I would be embarrassed to go back there. 
Yeah? Yeah, just because of all yeah. this hoopla and like trying to take someone to court over yeah. it. I, I just cut my losses and run. And move move on. <laughs> yeah. well, I, I'll be honest with you guys. I don't think this person really wants their job back. I think they just want to get paid. Uh, or they want to fire, get the other person fired. Right. Uh, which may be the, the retaliation on it, but... Yeah. So... Go ahead, go ahead. Well, I was going to say, because you heard about stuff like this before, like X-Lax, right? Mm -hmm. Like, people are stealing my stuff. We even had people texting before that they put in, like, things in sandwiches when they have people stealing it. Yeah. But is that, like you say, you know, did you overreact? I I guess that's more in line with, hey, you stole my food and you got something funky in it. Right. If you put, like, a hot pepper in there and they die because of the hot pepper, or you Mm -hmm. put peanuts in there and they die because of the peanuts... It's a little, you, you're going to have some liability because you chose to do that. Yeah. Now, what you don't seem to have in this case is you don't have any part of the brownie to test it. And at best, you got an argument that it may have been the brownie. And without actually having that evidence, they may be stuck with being able to prove anything. That's scary, too, because if you're not used to that and then you just eat a whole brownie. Man, that would mess you because you have no idea what the heck's going on, or maybe you just figured it out. You seem to know this by experience. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you didn't hear that one show that was allegedly. great, allegedly. <laughs> what a great show we had that day. Wait, what if your productivity went off? <laughs> Bring on the brownies! <laughs> All right. Well, we got to the bottom of another one in Better Call Brian when we are joined by Mike Bryan from the Law Offices of Bradshaw and Brian. We'll do it again next week. Nah, I don't think that's me. Making you feel better about yourself every morning. It's time to get trashy with Kelly and Wood. All right, Wood will now give us a story with some trashy elements to it. We'll give it a trashy score and put it up on the trashy scale in the trash flash. We're headed to Florida. Pennsylvania, my friend. Amish trash. I believe those are the Quakers. Oh. I thought Pennsylvania had a lot of Amish. Yeah. The key, they do. The okay. Keystone states, Keystone trash. Yeah, I don't. Why, why are you talking trash about the Amish? Not the devil. I'm it. not. Well, trust yeah. me, they're not going to hear it. So yeah. be, we're fine. We're safe. So it doesn't matter. That's because authorities got a tip that there was a 19 year old Pennsylvania man selling a kangaroo on Facebook. <laughs> now, as you can imagine, kangaroos. Probably aren't allowed, you would think, in Pennsylvania. And, well, you'd be right. That's because it's illegal not only to sell kangaroos, it's also illegal to possess a kangaroo without a wildlife... Uh, what was a wildlife license? Can you tame a kangaroo? I can't imagine. And what would you want it tamed for? It's like you can't do anything. He's got those little hands, so he yeah, can't I do don't. any chores or anything. They can kick. Yeah, I don't want to stern them. So anyway, so this person who saw it on Facebook decided, you know, I'm calling 911. And authorities got the tip. They went out to the man's home, knocked on the door, and that's where Taylor Kanash opened up. Said, what's up, fellas? What can I do you for? Well, and he was confronted with the said post still up on the Facebook marketplace of, (laughs) are you selling a kangaroo? Taylor said, no, that's not me. Well, wouldn't you know it? Right behind Taylor came hopping through. A baby kangaroo with a towel on its back. Oh, just got out of the shower or what? No, I believe he was trying to hide said kangaroo (laughs) under a towel. But the little Joey wasn't interested in being stashed. Well, sure enough, authorities then went inside and were able to grab the six-month-old kangaroo that barely hopped its way into the bedroom closet. It was seized and taken to a properly licensed facility where it will be cared for. Boy, I don't know. A kangaroo seems like too much of a loose cannon to have inside your home. What do you even feed it? Nuts and berries. I don't think so. I don't know. I don't think they're meat eaters, though, but maybe like a leaf? Yeah, that's what I said. Nuts and berries. Mm, I'm saying you're doing a lot of Googling. (laughs) No, I'm not doing any. Let's give this one a score, shall we? Come on. All right. Committing. Now, did he know it was a crime? Uh. I, I'd have to imagine so. Okay. Knowing that you're committing a crime and posting it on social media is mm-hmm. trashy. I'm sorry. That makes you a bad criminal, and being a bad criminal makes you trash. Mm-hmm. We'll start out with 200 points on that one right there. Selling a kangaroo. How did he get the kangaroo here to the States? Doesn't say. Oi. To the Oi. States. Mate. Uh, well, so Crikey. that means that he had to commit some sort of... Yeah, he didn't go catch a wild one in Pennsylvania right. and bring it home. So he was doing some illegal poaching. That's the word I was looking for. I'm going to give him 175 points on that. Mm -hmm. Trying to hide a wild animal underneath a towel when the police are coming to get you. That's definitely a sheet job. That's trashy, yeah. yeah. That's That's once again being a bad criminal. 150 points. I forgot to mention, the didgeridoo music was throwing me off. Oh, sorry. Authorities did say, hey, isn't this you on Facebook? And he denied it. Okay. 
Sorry for the throwing off of the didgeridoo. Well, it was his picture on Facebook. Listen to how funky this didgeridoo is, though. How do you play a didgeridoo? Like is that br- an instrument that you blow into? I'm or is that yes. a humming thing? I'm, I think it's probably like... Okay. And then through that long tube, it makes it sound like... Or is that like that thing that Peter Frampton puts in his mouth? This girl is jamming, though. That's a lady, huh? Yeah, listen. Well, if you're wondering what radio station is <laughs> playing didgeridoo music in the morning, that would be us. Hey, we're for all country. Mm-hmm. All right, um, and then what, where was I at? All right, he was arrested. That's 75. Yep. Denying that it was you, even though it's on Facebook. We'll give him 150 points for that. Seems pretty trashy. Uh, what am I missing here, Wood? Am I missing anything in today's trash flash? Okay, it's a decent score, though, man. Especially mm-hmm. to start. we got to ease into the week. We can't start out with 1,000 points right on Monday. And honestly, I think we've left with more questions than answers in this story. <laughs> I want to listen to more of this didgeridoo, as a matter of fact. <laughs> Anyway, are you ready for today's score? Come on. Today, our kangaroo-selling gentleman earns himself an okay 750 points. Sometimes Kelly finds things interesting that uh, no one else does. And I mean no one. It's time for Maybe It's Just Me. Now, if you pour yourself a nice glass of ice-cold tap water, Mm -hmm. you may think this is the purest substance on Earth. And you're right, it goes through its fair amount of filtering and such to make it safe for us to to drink again. But have you ever stopped to think, God hasn't made any more water on this planet. It's the same water as from day one. So have you ever thought about where that water has been? Where that water has been? What are you going to do, man? Or who it has been? (laughs) The average person, the average glass of water from your tap. Now, this is according to uh, Paul Fritters. He wrote a piece for economics.com. And he said the average glass of water has passed through another human, or at least 10 other humans, before it got into your glass. What are you doing to me, man? Now, he even says he did that by math, right? But he's saying that even seems low. He said, judging by just statistics and how long the earth has been around and how long humans have been around, the real number is probably that glass of water you have has passed through about 25 other human beings. No. How does that sit with you? No, I'm not buying it. How, how can you not buy it? It's common sense. Doesn't make sense. How does it not make sense? Do you, what do you think you get fresh water from the Alps every time you drink it? Yes, dude. You understand that bottled water is just coming out of a tap and ran through some filters and put in a bottle. That's not what the bottle says. Thank you. It, they came, are not. it comes from a fresh spring out of I Michigan. Sh- yep. And they put each bottle in by hand. That right maybe a little deer a, drinks out of? Right out of a downstream. Deer is pooping in that water, too. It comes out of a spigot dare you. in the Evian plant. They run it through a Brita, put it in a bottle, and then they sell it to you for two fifty. Now, Evian, I don't know. Do you know that's naive spelled backwards? Yeah. Everybody who saw uh, that movie in the 90s knows that. What movie? Reality Bites. <laughs> I never saw Everybody never who saw, saw Reality Bites knows that. I, I just no figured idea. it out on my own. Because uh, I'm seeing two moves ahead. <laughs> either way. Either way. Yes. A couple of things. Even your b- precious bottled water has passed through another human being. What about, what about Fiji water? It's coming from a faucet, dude. That's the expensive hotel stuff. There's no way. That one comes from like a a Fiji lake. That one has to be filled up. What do you think they're out there with a case of bottles dipping it in the water? Yeah, how is it sealing it up? Why wouldn't they do that? Okay, let me ask this. How's it getting back? So you drink the water. How's it getting from you back into the water supply? I use the bathroom in a toileta. Mm-hmm. See? It goes to the water treatment plant. Right. They treat it. They get all the toxins out of it. Then that water gets dumped back into our lakes and streams as clean water. That water then is picked up and brought back into your home. Oh. And that's that's why he's saying that 10 people is probably a low estimate. It's probably actually been peed out by 25 people. No. You're saying no because you don't want to believe it, but you know it's true. Same well because it doesn't make any sense. There's how does it not make sense, dude? Look how much water there is, man. Yeah. Look how many people there's. Look at how long people have been on this earth. Mm-hmm. And you can't drink salt water, so take the oceans out of it. Yes. It's only fresh water, which there's not a ton of fresh water on earth. Like something like 20% of the earth's fresh water is contained in Lake Superior or something. You crazy. literally just, uh, you looked me in the <laughs> eye and made that up as you were saying it. I saw it in your it's eyes. It's a high number. It's a high number in Lake Superior. But this one is 100% true. So think about that today as you pour your kids a glass of tap water and hand it to them, that that is passed through 25 other people. I'm taking a bottle of water. Yeah, it's the same thing, dude. It comes out of a faucet. They run it through a filter uh, and sell it to you. This is the most persuasive argument I've ever had. About those ice caps melting, no. 
Right, get some fresh water in the mix. Just saying. Let's get some new water in the idea. That's a million dollars right there. <laughs> Just saying. Maybe you didn't find this one interesting. Maybe you found it disgusting. Doesn't matter. Because I'm going to have another one tomorrow and the day after that to the day I die. It's pretty gross. I'm going to do this one right here. <laughs> and I don't care if I'm the only one that finds it interesting. That's fine. I don't mind looking you in the face and saying, <laughs> maybe it's just me. Kelly and Wood. Welcome to our bonus track, our first break from 540 in the morning. Wood's son tries to take the pancake challenge. And fails. And Kelly Jordan took the theater challenge. And failed. Yeah. <laughs> A lot of failure in our bonus track this morning. It's our first break from 540. We tack it on the end of the podcast. Kelly and Wood. Well, you know, I'm not going to blame you. I will blame the time change. Right. How do you like that? I woke up this morning. My body is not as fine-tuned as yours. I'm a Ferrari. But I think, yes, I think that maybe I'm more of a Swiss watch than a Ferrari because I was up this morning at 2.10, and I was like, why am I wide awake right now? And I I couldn't figure it out. Sure enough, I get in the truck, and I forgot to change the time on there. I was like, that's why I was up early. My body knew Monday morning, time to get up. Let's blast off. What time did you get in here? Did you get in the car and come in an hour early? No. Oh. No, 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 no. I was about to say. No. Nah, we went back to bed? I'm not that dead. No, I laid there awake. Oh. For an hour. I can't do that. <laughs> Panicking. Yeah. Worrying. Yeah. No, I can't do that. That whole thing. Um, hey, listen, before we get into anything, mm-hmm. should we give away tickets to the CMA party, which is now Wednesday? It was a day or two away or something like that? Nailed it. <laughs> I tell you to set an alarm, but well, no, I'm just saying, like you know, it, Wednesday do you night. Count Monday? Do you count Wednesday? I don't know. It's Wednesday night. If you've never been to the CMA party, you need to come on out here and have some fun with us. Wednesday night, doors open up at five o'clock, but you need tickets to get in. You can't just show up at Raleigh's. You need to have tickets to get in, and with these tickets, you can win tons of prizes. We've got a uh, awesome popcorn maker. I don't know if you saw that. Is that what that's for? Yes. Oh man, I want to win that thing. Sweet. Oh, uh, there's like a two hundred and fifty dollar gift card, I think, from uh, Gilliland Chevrolet. Relay, uh, Gilk Plumbing Heating and Air. They have some stuff to give away as Sweet. well. We have literally prizes throughout the night. Plus, we have tickets to Iconic Fest. I think we have five sets. Of, we're going to play Friend or Foe five times. At the CMA party. At the CMA party. It's going to be a wild scene. Uh, so if you want to go text in, let us know where you're listening from this morning. That's all I want to know because I was out and about this weekend. Okay. Where'd you find yourself? I went to Swanville. Okay, where is Minnesota? That? And in fact, we're going to use. I think we should use Swanville, Minnesota, as our small town salute. Okay. Well, what Be- what did you see while you were there? Because of the time change, you know, I love a good small town. So I knew Sunday morning we were going to have a little bit of extra time, right? Because of that time change. Should've, if you're a parent, you know you should have gone to church. There is nothing worse than the fall time change when you're younger. You're bebopping and skedad, and you're thinking, all right, cool, I got an extra hour out. Yeah. When I worked the bar, I was oh, like- that was the best night. I hated that night. I'd be on the mic like, all right, well, you're about to set the clock back. I knew that every- Go get yourself a drink. This guy, everyone, just an hour drunker. Yeah, it was an ugly scene. I had some of my worst fights as a bouncer on the- I believe The that. fallback night. When you become a parent, your kids don't give a rip about the time change. No. My kids, boom, in my face at 6.30 instead of 7.30. Daddy, daddy wants to sleep. Go away. Mm -hmm. So I knew we had an extra hour. So I said, let's go. Swanville, there's a Patriots Cafe out there. Okay. I saw on social media, they did a pancake challenge. All right. My son pops off at the mouth that he can eat more pancakes than anyone. Okay. So I was like, here we go. These pancakes. What is the challenge? I'm glad you're asked. These pancakes are probably... 14 inches wide. How thick? How thick are we talking? Like an inch thick. (laughs) This wasn't, you know, like a crepe. It's like a loaf of bread. This bad boy was thick. You had to eat three of those and a side of meat in 30 minutes. Three of those? Three of them. That must... Wow, okay. Now, if you did that, you got your lunch or you got your breakfast for free. Which I was like, all right, that's pretty cool. That's neat. Loaded up the family. We drove out there. We had a blast because ever started to chicken out when we got there right first of all i would like to apologize to everyone at patriots cafe that morning who was trying to eat we walk in places jammed right now everett's on his knee scooter now doesn't give a rip about anyone's personal space hey, people got to get out of his way he zips around he's zooming in and out of tables like asking him, he's like, hey i'm here for the pancake challenge <laughs> no one cares murphy 
Murphy's got a screen in her face. She's just sitting down at tables. My little daughter. She just wanted to relax, man. Murphy, this isn't this isn't our table. Like, yeah, thank you. Let's move along. Everything chickened out. I said, no. We drove 45 minutes for you to take this pancake challenge. We're going to do it. And then the server says, would you like chocolate chips and the pancakes? Game on. It's go time. That adds a little moisture, too, to break up the dryness of the pancake. He ate a quarter of one of these pancakes <laughs> before tapping out. <laughs> and the best part is, like, the server brought him over. She's like, all right, I'm going to start the timer. You got 30 minutes. I was like, you don't even have to start the timer. This is not happening. There's no way we are going to get. Did he eat only the pancake? Did he get any of the meat in or anything? No, he wouldn't touch the meat. He's like, no, I'm just going to go straight pancake, Dad. And he got maybe a quarter of one. And he was only eating the top, the part with the chocolate chips. They were good pancakes because you know I have you ever done a food challenge? Um, I I, I did a pizza challenge one time. Yeah. Okay, and, and I failed. I did a pizza one once in Georgia. I did the meter worst challenge down in the cities at that German restaurant. Oh, I did do that one. I think that's closed now. Yes, Gastoffs. Uh, yeah, it was a German. It was a very famous German place, but COVID shut it down. It was a blast. That place was like a party because that's like five feet of sausage. Let me tell you. That was the worst sausage <laughs> I ever put in my mouth. Don't you dare. I didn't say nothing. It was. Uh, but you are the expert. No offense to the good people at Gustav or whatever. And that thing was awful. <laughs> well, I, I think sometimes when you get to that level where it's like now it's a challenge. Right. You lose a little quality. Well, they don't care. Right. They're not, they're not putting the best meats in the five foot sausage. Why would you? Because you don't need. You're not eating that thing for taste. Uh, right. And you're it's, eating it for glory. It's. <laughs> It's almost too long. <laughs> Class enough. I am, dude. You're the one. Get, I'm going to look this way when I talk. It's almost too long. So I'm thinking that it dries out a little bit because it's like this long. It's five I, feet long. I am the expert. And yes, it does. And it just, it wasn't any good. But the pancakes there were good. And all of a sudden, everyone starts eating off of this. So I was like, well, the challenge is no more. But everyone, like people at the restaurant? No, 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 no. My family. Oh, you, said, you said everyone. <laughs> People coming over with a flu. Maybe Swanville is the most polite town in the Midwest. Oh, like, help yourself. They don't want to throw out a pancake so everyone gets a slice. Well, I, the Wood family is 0-1 in the eating challenges of that. And I, boy, I gave every guff the rest of the day. I was like, hey, remember that time? We drove all the way across there and you checking out the pancakes. <laughs> what else challenge. did you do in Swanwood? That was it? You drove for the pancakes and drove home? That was it. Then we kind of loaded everybody up. It was so windy yesterday. It was a little tad windy, yeah. Uh, loaded everybody up, made it home. I walked into my house five minutes before kickoff, sat down, watched football. A brutal gambling weekend for the kid. Well, it happens, though. That's yes. why you don't get bet more money than you can lose, right. you know. And yeah. have you ever have you ever had a good weekend? I feel oh like yeah, okay. Two weeks ago, I didn't miss one game. I feel like your gambling is like more just kind of throwing money away because I never really hear about you winning. You hear you talk to any gambler, they can tell you probably the five times they lost money, yeah, and maybe one or two times where they won money. You right. always re- like the movie Rounders. They even talk about you always remember the games you lose. But sometimes you forget the ones you win. Well, the prosperous times you put in your pocket, the lean times you put in your heart. There you go. So I'm an expert on that. That's very nice. <laughs> Boy, you just throw that up on Tumblr, why don't you? Uh, do we got anybody texting in for the CMA tickets? Yeah, tons of people texting in. Uh, yeah, a lot of people where they're at, uh, a lot of first time. Uh, hell yeah, the Patriots Cafe is great from Jake checking in there. So a lot of people, we'll text up people back. We'll get some people in here to these. and Because uh, we want you to come out to the CMA party. It's a ton of fun. It really is. I. Sometimes people are like, well, it's a Wednesday night. Come on out. Come on out. Raleigh's is a great place to hang out. Yeah. We take care of dinner. We take care of some fun. Maybe you win some tickets. Maybe you win some prizes. And of course, you get to watch the CMH, which you're going to watch anyways. I don't know if you saw Luke Bryan on College Game Day. No, you didn't. What's that? Uh, <laughs> he was at the uh, Georgia game. He's a huge UGA fan. I did not see that. He did really well. What, and, uh, what do you do with the national anthem or what? No, they do like a. Oh, see. They always bring in like a celebrity to pick games right before the end. Oh, okay. And uh, he was the celebrity picker at UGA. I'm excited to see him and Peyton Manning host this come Wednesday night. It should be interesting, yeah. Peyton Manning's hilarious. Yeah, I, even their promo, I found kind of the commercial that they ran for. I was like, that's actually kind of funny. He Right now, Peyton Manning's doing a commercial for the Santa Clauses, which I think is becoming a Netflix show now. Okay. And with Tim Allen. And Peyton Manning's funny on those. I think, I, I, I'm being really, truly honest. I think Peyton Manning could be freaking hilarious. As an actor or just as? Period. 
Yeah. Like his Monday night stuff where he does with his brother are they are just funny to watch. I think he's going to be really good Wednesday night. I'm I'm almost more excited than that than seeing all the performances. Oh, absolutely. Some boy, some families just get the whole package, don't they? You right. get the charming charisma, you get the athletic abilities, the millions of dollars. And now they're working Cooper, the third brother, the third Manning brother, into the commercials. They're into all their gambling commercials. Dang. Good if you me. haven't watched any of the football games, you may not have seen those. I, I watched a little bit of the Vikings game yesterday. Like a little, like good one quarter, and then I was I was bored. I'm not gonna lie to you; it felt like a boring game. It was a, it wasn't the most exciting game. Yeah. And so my mind just wanders, and before I know it, I'm off doing something else. I'm like, shoot, I was supposed to be sitting and watching the Vikings game, but I saw that they won. They did. Uh, I was out and about this weekend. Wood. Everyone was like, "Where's Wood? Where's Wood?" Oh, so, as if we traveled together and are married, right? Well, I think you just have a lot more, you know, people who like you than like me. That's so not they, true at all. When they see me, they're like, "Well, where's the one that we like?" Because when I was out this weekend in Swanville at the at the Pancake Challenge, yeah, I got asked, met a couple fantastic people out there. One of them was like, "Hey, where's Kelly?" Oh, okay. It's like you realize, as much as I do <laughs> love him, and I appreciate everything Kelly Jordan does do for me. We don't travel together at all times. I do like to be away from him as well. <laughs> well, we need a little break because we run hot during the week. Yeah, that's the other thing. If we did live near each other, we'd probably hate each other. I think so. We need separation of church and state. You, you have to. And we got to have some distance. Otherwise, it's just too much. Like like couples who work together. Oh, I don't know how they do There's There's like morning shows that are husband and wife teams, and I don't know how they do it. One of the ones that I used to work with in this room used to be oh, married. that's true. I forgot about and them. And they make it work. I just, to me. I need a break. And I, if I'm going to be honest with you. I think my wife needs a break. Oh, 100%. That's why when everyone's like, oh, you, you can broadcast from home now and all that, eh, pass. I, I got to get out of my house. I need somewhere to go. That, what, what, when COVID started, remember, I was maybe one of the first broadcasters in the United States yeah. that literally was broadcasting from home. Well, if anybody's going to get COVID right away, it's you. And I hated it. It was awful. I was in a closet. I couldn't escape my family. There was no vibe. It was Thunderdome. Like, was- the, you watch WWE and you see the Hell in a Cell. That was my house. Yeah. Plus, I don't think your mic was... It was a it was a hot mess, man. We're past it, though. No, 100%. Here so, to spread our wings. Well, you know how I'm never allowed to do anything I ever want to do in life at all, right? I You're just, a sham of a man. I'm a, flea, I'm a leaf in a river. I go where my family takes me. A human tumbleweed. That, yeah, and I don't complain. I just, how much does it cost? Cool. Here's my wallet. Well, you complain just really... To yourself. And, and to you. Yeah. <laughs> to no one that can do anything about it. <laughs> After the fact. So my wife, we, we got this little slip of paper last time we were out and about. Someone handed us a flyer, and it was the high school by our house was doing Midsummer Night's Dream. That's actually the one play I've been in. Okay. Then maybe you can explain to me what the hell was going on. Because here's the thing. Mm. A couple of things where I was like, why are we doing this again? One, because I was like, it's Shakespeare. Now, God bless you if you understand Shakespeare. I am not intelligent enough to understand Shakespeare. There's a lot of words that it's, they're, they're phased out. Disjointed, and they're, you know, it's like you say, so I was just like, but my wife was like, no, I think they'll kind of, it's high school kids, so they'll probably modernize it a little bit mm-hmm. so the audience knows what's going on. I was like, okay, cool. Something different to do on a Friday night, right? So I'm like, all right, how much is it? $35 for the whole family. That's eh, not that bad. And I'm like, I'm pumping some money into the local high school. Supporting the arts. Right. And, and But I, th- I swear, we were the only people there who did not have kids in that high school. Like, There's we a reason. Were, right. <laughs> like, we were just strangers mm-hmm. off the street. But I thought, even better, they're bringing some out-of-market dollars in. You know? Mm-hmm. We sit down, and the the curtain goes up, and I'm, I am not dunking on these kids at all. I was blown away by how good they were. Mm-hmm. Really was. Problem was, I had no idea what was going on. Not even a clue, because it sounded like this. I actually recorded it. Consent to marry with Demetrius. I begged the ancient privilege of Athens that she is mine and I may dispose of her. Which shall either be to this gentleman or See? to our death according to our law. What say you, Hermia? Be advised, fair maid. To you, your father should... They're actually pretty good. Right. Yeah. They were phenomenal. And the fact that they memorized all these lines, I was like, wow, good on them. But that being said, when intermission hit, I said, all right, let's all gather outside. Who's down to go? I was like, who's down to leave? Mm -hmm. I don't know if Dad can sit through another hour of this. In himself he is, but know that in this kind, wanting your father's voice, the other must be held the worthier. I would my- Why <laughs> is this even a poll? 
Because I or is it one of those polls that I do around my house where everyone gets to vote and then Dad comes through and he gets four votes? I would have I would have definitely tried to sway the votes had they gone the other way. But even my daughter who loves the theater is like, Dad, I don't know what's going on. And my son goes, There's like romance, fantasy, and action all happening at the same mm-hmm. time. And I'm like, guys, look. It's not disrespectful to the actors. They've already got our money. Mm-hmm. That's all that they really want. We've supported local theater. They're not getting paid, but yeah, let's go on. But but, I'm sorry, but they, somebody had. I mean, there's a director. There's there's sets. Like people had to dedicate their time to this thing. Mm-hmm. I said, look, if we leave now, Dad'll take you guys to Noodles and Company. That was how I swayed their. So vote. you had to go back into your pocket <laughs> to buy your way out to like get it, out of. To get out of sitting there in that play. I don't think anybody was enjoying it because all of us are like... must with his judgment look. I beseech you, Grace, that I may know the worst that may befall me in this case. I'm like, what's going on? Now there's a fan? Is this a dream? I I just... I didn't know what was going on. And that's not because of the actors. These high school kids are phenomenal. My... I I said when we got in the car, I said, guys, we're just not a Shakespeare family. We're just not. As a former guard number two... In his middle school rendition did of a Midnight ha- Summer's Dream. Did you have a Midsummer's Dream? Did Whatever. you did you have any lines? Yes. What was it? Hark, who goes there? And I forgot it. And I wasn't paying attention when my line came up. Right. Your one shot. I honestly, to this moment, don't know what the hell was going on in that play. Like there was a <laughs> drunk. I remember there was a kid who was a drunk who was really good in our play. That must have been after halftime, because we didn't even get to that point. No, he was a major player, I think. Okay. And then there was some sort of love. Look, I don't. You, that was one of my greatest semesters ever because that was like our end of the year project. Yeah, and we just practiced that play. And as again, I had one line. I got to do a lot of screwing off. You got to be there all day for one line. I was also in charge of a couple of trees, which I forgot and left in like one scene. Where it's like at a dining hall, and there's like a tree <laughs> over there on the left. They're like wood, and I'm like, oh. <laughs> That was me. Well, you've just been letting people down since day one, haven't you? Look, if I'm not the star of the show, I'm not going to give you a <laughs> oh, lot of attention. That's what it was. You're like, Probably. if I'm not the star. <laughs> they're like, well, you have to memorize lines. I was like, eh, can I be guard number two? Not one. I don't want that pressure. But guard number two, I'm in. I got to be honest, too. I was surprised at the technology in this theater that they had there. Like, uh, like I'm talking lights changing colors. And, oh, really? And really nice mic. I mean, you hear how clear it is in this. Yeah. Thing. The society of men. It doesn't help with understanding what the. So live, so die, my lord. And I would my virgin patty up into his lordship. Yeah, see, but I'm, the kids are selling it, man. They're no, going in. One hundred percent. I, I, my, my daughter, like I said, who loves theater, was like, man, maybe I'll be in high school. I'm like, yeah, absolutely. I, I will suffer through this for you. And I even said that I was like, if we knew somebody in this play. We would go ahead and sit here for the whole thing. I was like, yeah. we don't even know any of these kids. We're just trying to act like we love Shakespeare. I'm not going to lie to you. Yeah. If something goes wrong in my life, and I ever become part of some sort of terroristic organization, I get caught behind enemy, enemy lines. Yes. And they're like, start telling us or we'll make you watch this. I'll spill the beans. <laughs> There's no way I would ever go to any one of these on my own. And even if one of my kids are in it, I may be pulling up with a hammy. No, you got to stick to Centimary with... Dimitri. If my daughter was in this, I would have toughed it out. I, like, I, I still wouldn't know what the hell was going on, but I'd be like, there's my baby girl. To be fair, if I wasn't on vacation when your daughter was in her Shrek, I would have come and saw That's her right. in Shrek. Presley's got, you got good ex. Yeah, I, hopefully. You're right. If my kids were in it, I'd probably come. You'd tough it out. I'd probably watch a game during it, but I'd... <laughs> right. A little, little earpiece in? Yeah, a little something or other. Uh, should we do history, my friend? Unless you had something to say, I'm sorry. Shakespearean history. No, I... I, that, that was pretty much it for my weekend. I was pretty chill. All right, not mine. Well, mine was after that. But you still, you quit taking votes. I know. I mean, give people the uh, the illusion, illusion yeah. of democracy. But at the end of the day, like, no, <laughs> that doesn't want to do this. Well, I had a hunch that my vote would be the popular vote because I was like, I don't think anyone's really enjoying this all that much. I will say there is nothing more exciting as a dad to get everyone all excited. Be like, oh, you guys really want to, and everyone's like, yeah, yeah. yeah. And you're like, no. I'd, oh. I'd never do that. Oh, man, it's I, great. I don't, I don't find that funny at all. Try it. It's a blast. I don't find it funny at all. It was on this day uh, back in 1876, cigarette manufact- the cigarette manufacturing machine was invented. Nose, throat, and accessory organs not adversely affected by smoking Chesterfields. First such report ever published about any cigarette, and it applies only to Chesterfield. So yeah, go ahead and smoke them. Chesterfields are good for you. Remember in the uh, cartoons where like they would roll their own cigarettes yeah. and stuff like that? Yep. That was I if you know somebody who rolls their own smokes. My neighbors do. Really? My neighbors roll their own cigarettes, yeah. 
So no filter, nothing. But I'm guessing that's... I think they roll a filter. I don't know, man. I, I've seen them do it, though. Mm-hmm. And they have like their own specialized little packs that they have for it. Can, no, it's cigarettes. Yeah, I was going to say, can I ask something? Are you sure it's cigarettes? I'm 100% sure it's cigarettes. I don't know what else they're doing. I don't ask no questions. Are, are those cloves, guys? <laughs> yeah. But, but I would imagine rolling your own cigarettes, then you're not getting all the tar and everything else that they throw into those things. I don't know anything about it. I don't know. Uh, it was on this day in 1991. Because of uh, the HIV virus that I have attained, uh, I will have to retire from the Lakers uh, today. Magic Johnson announced that he was HIV positive and retired from the Lakers for the first time. But then made his comeback right. afterwards. Remember, we had no idea about HIV. Right. Like, was, that's what I was just telling you when I recorded that clip. I was like, what a different world that was when that happened. If you're a youngin. Think of like what we went through with COVID and then stretch it over about a three-year window right? of movies, TV, everything, of oh, what the heck is this all? I mean, because everyone thought Magic Johnson was dead. Right. Because like, that's because getting HIV used to be a death sentence. It, well, I don't think it is anymore. I see commercials and stuff now where they've right. been talking about like if you are undetectable or something like that, right. it means you can't even transfer it. Yeah. Isn't that and crazy? Now, Magic, of course, still with us, obviously, doing fantastic. I, I mean, this was 30, 31 years ago that this happened. I remember Carl Malone took heat because Carl Malone says he was scared to play against Magic Johnson because he thought he was going to get HIV from sweat. Right, but we didn't know. That's the thing. Like, you got to give people grace because, mm-hmm. like, you could, we're going to have to look back on COVID one day and give everyone a little grace because no one knew what was going on. Whether vaccinated, unvaccinated, mask, unmasked, like, pe- we just didn't know. So you got to give people grace. And they talked about, like, if Magic Johnson got a cut, they were going to, like, there was, like, literally, like, they were talking about, like, evacuating the arena and yeah. things. Like, it was... You can't. What's, what's going to go? What's going to happen? This is the thing. This is where we always get in trouble. You can't put modern sensibilities on events of the past. Right. Like, you can't put what we know now on what we knew in 1991. Mm-hmm. And that goes across the board with everything. But did you ever think back then we would see a day where all of a sudden here I am watching a football game about an HIV medication that means that you literally can't pass right. it on to anybody? Right. It's Unbe- wild. Unbelievable, man. I, well, I know I'm not going to say that. <laughs> But it's amazing medicine, man, how no. far we come in such a short window. Well, and I'm telling you, if you were, you know, wild and crazy in the early 2000s and you had to go get that test, boy, that was a nerve wracking time. I remember I got into a really bad fight at the when I was a bouncer yeah. and I got into a really bad fight with a guy who bit a huge chunk out of my pinky Oof. when his face was just pouring blood. He, oh, he, he punched a cop in the face, set off a huge brawl. Jeez. And I remember he had bl- I had blood all over me from him. Yeah. And he started laughing. He's like, I have HIV. Oh, oh my god. And I gosh. looked down, I got a huge chunk out of my finger, and I'm like, yeah. that can't be good. So I had to go get a test. And let me tell you, brother. That's it. Because it took like 10 days to get that test back. That was a rough 10 days oh, for me. Man, I feel like it was even more than that. More than ten days, I don't, but I don't remember. Thankfully, when I got that test back and it was no, you're on the in the clear. I was like, yeah, hooey. Well, you start listening to Christian radio, you start doing all kinds of stuff just to hedge your back. That was man. a rough couple of days. On this day in 2000, George W. Bush was elected president over Vice President Al Gore. This is one of Woods' favorite. Play the clip. Play the clip. This is one of Woods' favorite clips of George W. Bush. I call upon all nations to do everything they can to stop these terrorist killers. Thank you. Now watch this drive. I don't know why you think that's so funny. I don't. <laughs> he's on the golf course. He's talking about how he's going to wipe terrorism from the planet. And then he turns around and smokes a drive like 250. It just the mind theater of all of that. First of all, we're all reporters around here watching a guy play golf because he's the president. Yeah. And then he's like, oh, yeah, I'm going to kill all these guys. By the way, watch me smoke this title as 250. And by the way, pipes it. You went, look, you can make fun of the man couldn't speak at times. That's what I wanted to play the clip where he was like, fool me once. Sh- 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 he said some of you. the dumbest things possible. Right, it was funny. I'm not making fun of the president, but he said funny things. But I'll tell you this. He had, A, the greatest first pitch in baseball history. That was dope. At the, at the World Series after 9-11. Yeah. And his speech, the night of 9-11, for my money, the greatest speech anyone's ever given. You want No person on the face of the planet in the history of time has had as many eyeballs on you as at that time, yeah. Then he did. 
you want again go back in the time machine how worried and scared the united states oh, was yeah. on 911 do you remember going to a gas station on 912 like it was like it was pandemonium. It was crazy. It was unparalleled. It was the first time we'd ever really truly been attacked on our soil. And he got on TV and calmed people down yeah. with a three-minute speech. Look, he can make fun of the guy, but he did some things really well. Well, uh, well it was on 2000 that we decided he was going to be our president. And then a short time later, he's in the middle of all that mess. Mm-hmm. Oh, Ripping man. drives. <laughs> Everybody watch this one. I, I thought I was going to play a funny clip, but it, uh, you're right. But think of it. If he had done like, we don't, we don't need divisive no, sound don't. clips in this time. Because if he'd have been like, I'm going to kill all these terrorists, and then he nubs a drive <laughs> 30 <laughs> yards, it doesn't carry the same weight. That's true. Uh, all right, let's do a couple of birthdays real quick. I find this young lady to be so talented. I've never seen a diamond in the flesh. Lord, I've seen her perform live. I cut my now, teeth on she's one of those artists you're not getting all the dancing and all that kind of stuff. But if you want to see someone who's insanely talented, Lord is it, man. Now, the only thing I know her from is South Park in Randy Marsh's Lord. Right? You don't know this song? I've heard it. This song makes me think I should be drinking, you know, like a martini in a dark bar. It's exactly the opposite. She's saying we're not royals. No. But hey, you know what? This music's not made for me. I have no idea. This song jams. 35? You're missing out. No, you're way high. She's 26 today. I wouldn't know her if you gave me a map to her house. I met, I actually met her very briefly. She was a very she's one of those like introverted artists that's really hard to talk to and now you, you was feel she stupid for being in her presence? Was she playing a role though? I don't know. Okay, she could be you know like Billie Eilish because like that song there makes me sound like oh yes I don't like to talk to people. Yeah, it's kind of, she and every song she put out was kind of that same vibe. <laughs> okay. uh, also, the other person kind of light on birthdays today, but another one. Here's the story of a lovely lady. Christopher Knight, a.k.a. Peter Brady. It's his birthday today. I don't know which one he is. I don't either. And I had to go way back to even find someone that people might recognize. Was he the one who did a bunch of stuff on VH1 after the fact? Like in the 90s and 2000s? Dude, they were all trying to get a paycheck. Fair point. Now, he wasn't the one who hooked up with the mom on the show. No, he was the middle one. That was Greg Brady. Yeah. Which, if you look back at the Brady Bunch... The mom was kind of a smoke show back in the day. Of course you think that. And then you have a pubescent Greg Brady. I totally get it. It's like when they say that, uh, who was hooking up with the mom on Happy Days? Was it George Takai? No, I think it was Fonzie and the mom on Happy Days were hooking up. Really? Yeah. Well, wasn't Fonzie like 35 on that show? No, playing he was high school old. Yeah. Hanging out with a bunch of high school kids. And I think it was the same thing. Was Fonzie in high school on the show? No, he was. A, he became a high school professor or something at some. Maybe he taught auto mechanics at school. I think that's what it was. I think he started teaching auto mechanics at the high school. And he's hanging out with kids after the fact. <laughs> Look, man, it was a different time. <laughs> should have set off alarms with everybody. The fifties were a different time. Brother. Chris Hansen should have been all over that set. I, I don't know who knows this Brady is seventy two. He is the ripe old age of 65 years old today. You old enough to retire now. Any number right there, and I would have believed it. Yeah. Well, like I said, it was lean on birthdays, but I was just trying to, you know. There we go.